tell them it's show for the broken. 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 Tell them it's show for the broken. Yeah. It's show for the broken. Yeah. It's show for the broken. Yeah. It's show for the broken. Hello, this is Steve Folden. We're sending in for Johnny and Benny. So, you know, enjoy. We'll be talking about ways to attract young people to church and retaining them. So I have guests here, and I want them all to introduce themselves, starting on the end there. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm Dwayne Hurry Perry. I go to uh, Indiana Wesleyan University, and I run track and field there. My name is Minister Josephine McClung. I am an associate minister of Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, and I work at the high school. My name is Rosalind Lee. I'm over the children's ministry here at the Greater Second Baptist Church and also on the usher board. My name is Deacon Willie McCain, Jr., Greater Second Baptist Church, Pastor Benny L. Powell. And I'm Dwight Folden, Deaconess Dwight Folden, and I am the president of the Women's Ministry, and I also serve on the Nurses Guild and a lot of things. I have a lot of hats. So we want to get right in here. Um, I wanted to say that we have a lot of problems of getting our young to come to church and um, the, uh, the most time I see a church full of youths is when we have a funeral. That's my experience, and it's just filled. So I just want to have conversation um, on how we can keep them. If, if churches are, are still interested or stay interested in attracting young people, then we got to think strategically about doing so. If we want to retain them, we really got to start putting our hats on and thinking about it. Uh, after all, we got to know that the young people are our future. And if the church is more interested in protecting traditions, then, uh, then we've already failed keeping our use. We have to really put our thinking hats on to uh, retain them. Um, so first of all, we have to value their ideas. Young people want to do some things differently. We got to give them a voice and access to authority. And then second, we got to give them a place to serve, find ways to let young people assist others. And it's a huge value for them. Uh, and they want us to be genuine with them. Young people can spot a phony right off. They know when you're serious and when you're just hee-hawing in their face and not being serious with them. So they want you to be real and love them. Young people want to, um, to sense they are loved and wanted. Even when they mess up, we messed up. We're just fallen uh, uh, people that failed and dust ourselves off and came back to the Lord. So they can, they can be guided back to us. And then we need to guide them. Young people want direction and they want to learn from experiences. So we need to do that. So I'm going to ask some questions of my guests uh, here. Um, so you all can ju uh, jump right in. And I want to say that I looked in the Bible or I researched it. Youth is in the Bible 180 times. The word youth is in the Bible 180 times. And so we know that they are very important to us and we need them. They're our future. So, um, you know, we just got to think about ways we can retain them and keep them. Uh, with us. So starting at the end down there with Mr. Dwayne, will you, um, you have any, let me give you a question. 
What are some things we can do to attract youths to the church? Okay, so one of the things we can attract youth to the church is, I think the main problem is uh, when youth comes to the church and like they're unbelievers and they, they don't truly know the Lord, um, a lot of older saints will judge the younger youth and that draws them away from the church. So like if, for example, let's say a young lady, she came in um, with like, like half, half her clothes on or something like that. Uh, I think the, the problem is we'll, we'll judge and be like, but no, maybe she just came from the strip club last night and she's trying to get deliverance. But the problem is um, we're too super spiritual and we'll be like, oh yeah, come as you are, but it's not really come as you are. We want people to come clean already, but that's not how Jesus did it. People were dirty. They came to Jesus and he healed them and, and made them clean. So I think um, the problem is we keep on judging and realizing that, oh my gosh, this person might be this way, well, no, you can't automatically assume that they're a believer already. You got to meet them where they're at and love on them and guide them. And the problem is people will get saved, but they won't have discipleship. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're saved. You're welcome in the church. But they won't take time outside of Sunday, Monday through Saturday, to disciple them. So they're just stuck on, okay, I will praise the Lord Sunday. I won't smoke weed. I won't drink on Sunday. But when I go back to school, um, at 12 o'clock, I'm going to go party with my friends, and then when I go on Sunday, then I'm going to. See, that's how, like, young people think. So it's one of those things where it's like it's a lack of discipleship. Um, there's a lot of judgment, and if we just meet people where they're at and not judge them and automatically assume that they're Christian and just love on them just because they're in the church, we need to just meet them where they're at, love on them, and guide them through the way instead of just putting them down. So, Thank you. Mm. <clears throat> Minister McClung. How can we keep them? We can keep them by changing with the times. A lot of kids, well, a lot of us as older adults, we are set in our ways because this is how we were brought up. But we don't realize that time changes. And if we don't allow time to change in the church, and I'm not saying change how we serve God because we need to serve God wholeheartedly. But we need to allow the children to express how they want to serve God. Um, everything is not always going to be A. Sometimes you're going to have an A and a B. And if you're not willing to change with time or change that A to a B, then you're going to start losing children and you're not going to be able to keep them. But we need to try to keep them by allowing them to express themselves how they want to serve God and love God. But at the same time, we have to allow them to stay focused on the word. We don't want to give them too much of a range. But if they stay focused on the word and wanting to serve God, then we can accept their change and allow them to express differently. Amen. Sister Roslyn, how and what do we do to, when we get them to engage them? What do we engage them in? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you asked me the wrong question. Oh, I don't know. Um, one thing I would do, I mean, you start them when they're little. Like they say, you bring a child up as they're little. When they get older, they never depart from it. And you, that, that teaching should be done at home. When the kids, just like you teach them how to sip Kool-Aid out of a bottle and how to feed them, how to potty train them, you can start teaching them read the word to them when they're little. That's what I do with my kids and grandkids. You, every night we'd read a Bible story, every single night. And when they got older, 
They was wanting to go to Sunday school. You didn't. I, it wasn't a made me. They wanted to go. They Saturday night. They was fighting to get their clothes together, getting straight. So you know, you do things with them when they're little. So they, when they get older, they won't forget. I mean, they may stray away, just like we strayed away. Because when kids do things and people say something, I say, hey, what was you doing at 18 and 19 and 20? I was out there. I know I was dancing. They <laughs> got a lot of prizes, too, for doing first place. So, you know, and they, they're no different than we are. They're doing the same thing that we were doing when we was that age. It wasn't until we got 35, 40, we changed. And, but you think now since you're up there and changed and you're in church every Sunday and, and Bible study, that right now they should be changed. But they're not. They're doing just exactly what you were doing. Some of them, you know, are not as bad as others, but and some of them don't venture on out there. But we could, there's things we could uh, do, you know, like in Sunday school classes, you can, they can have a little fun, but you're still teaching about the Word. There's always things we trying to do little parties or Halloween, but you still have the Lord in it, you know, they have the fun, but then you still have games where they learn about the Lord and the teachings and things like that. Mm. I think I think that's good because uh, sometimes like uh, parents they have amnesia on what they where they used to be when they were twenty years old so they don't have as much grace. I'm like you were doing the same thing. Um, there's another thing we can take them to church, we can raise them up. But like when I get home and I'm I'm cussing out my son or something like that if they accidentally broke a dish or something it was an accident and I'm posted and leading them to Christ. Well. Uh, that's kind of hypocritical. You're, te- you're taking me to church. You're trying to tell me about the gospel, but you're, you're living sinful. You're drinking. You're getting drunk, and then you're taking me to church the next morning. So it's one of those things where kids see that, and they're like, okay, I can serve God, and I still can go to parties. I can go uh, serve God, and I can still go to the club. And it's one of those things where it's like we don't talk about that. We talk about, okay, no, uh, I know that mother and father, but it's also like, okay, are you going to lead that kid so he can be able to honor you? Because it's kind of hard when you live for the world and you're trying to live for God at the same time. So uh, it's one of those scenes where we can't be hypocrites. Right, and that kid sees that, and that, yeah, and they carry that to school. Because I know my son got into it with a boy at school because this boy was cursing all the time. It's, you know, and he was talking about all parents curse. And oh, Levi come up from glue and got in a fight, and I had to go get him because he said, "My mom, don't do that." And the little kid, because his this is his household, this is what is, he's known. I could tell Levi, "You're not in his house. This is what he's used to." So he think that's normal in every household. He didn't realize it doesn't exist in every household. Yeah. It's it's, so, tra- it's trauma that that a kid experiences, and then they have to they bring it to school and then surround it with other kids. And that parent, when that kid comes home to their parent, they're like. Why are you saying these things? I'm like, oh, yeah, my, my buddy Ron Ron said, oh, his parents let them uh, bring girls over to the house anytime. Or they can, I can drink when I'm 12 years old. And stuff like that happens. Parents just let them have those things. And I, I remember, like, um, when I was just in, like, I was in high school, and they'll have people, they'll bring their girlfriends over to their house, they have parties, stuff like that, over their houses. I'm like, how are y'all parents letting y'all just do this? There's parents that just let them do that. And like I said, the problem is there's a lack of discipleship by the parent and realizing, okay, no, yeah, the child comes to a certain age where he knows right from wrong, but if all what he was taught was wrong when he was a kid, what do you think is going to happen? Well, you always, too, got to remember that all parents weren't brought up in church and young leading the young, babies having babies, and we have to think about that as well. Um, Deaconess uh, McCain, are you... (laughs) Deacon, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, wait a minute now. No, no, She's no, no, no. Here. no. She's not here. 
<laughs> Deacon McCain, right. are youth groups and youth church a good idea? Yes, I think it's a good idea because it's uh, just another way to get the youth involved. I mean, the youth can relate more to youth people. Uh, for instance, uh, some of us are stuck in our old ways, in our old school ways, and we want to be forceful with these kids, but we can't be forceful with these kids. Um, we kind of, we got to like drop down to their generation so that they can understand us a little bit more, so that they can believe in us and have faith in what we're trying to bring to them, and then they can understand it a little bit better. Um, for example, I mean, you just can't uh, say if somebody uh, comes into the church and um, they say they, they say they, uh, you know, it's on Sunday morning and um, they come in and they got their hat on or something, you know, around here we say, you know, it's not... Men are like supposed to have their hats off, but we can't go to them and say, hey, take that hat off. See, that's the old school way. We got to be humble with, with them and talk to them nicely because they'll snap back at you. <laughs> and, then, and, then that, and, and once you get that negative attitude, then they don't want to come no more. So then they can, and then so with the youth groups and youth and being leaders in these groups it helps them to understand things a little bit more because see, us older people want to teach them our old ways, and it's not like that anymore. It's it's it's, it's the new generation now. I mean, like myself, I see young people a lot of a lot of places. I I go to the games. I talk to these youth. You know, I see them at the bowling alley. I talk to the youth, and I'll give them a dap and say, "How you doing? You know, and, and everything all right." You know, and you got you just got to talk to them in a different way. You know, it's the way you communicate with these youth. And I think we need to have the youth groups to talk to them. Because, like I say, a lot of us, if we just put anybody in, in there to talk to these youth, you're not going to get very far because you're going to be stuck in your old ways trying to get your point across to them. So you're saying a youth group. It's really good to yes. have youth. Yes. My last question, and, and I'll see if I can answer that. Should they be given responsibility? Absolutely, young people should be yes. given responsibilities because just think about how, how much they want to belong. They really want to belong. Just think about the gangs that they join. They want to just belong, and they do anything to belong to a gang. Uh, uh, go out of their way and some of the initiations that I've heard that they do is just awesome, awful. I mean, kill somebody, rob somebody, uh, break in somebody's house. I mean, it's just awful. So they really do want to learn. I mean, belong. So giving them responsibilities is, of course, top priority. And I try to get all of the young ladies in this church and young men, I try and get them busy as quick as they can let me get to them <laughs> and this is something I wanted to say and then we're going to wrap it up because I don't want pastor to stand up and start giving me the sign <laughs> what do teens want in a church or should the question be what do teens need in a church and I said a place with Jesus because if they're not meeting Jesus then it's a waste of time we shouldn't just teach them Jesus we should help them know Jesus 
And the next one is they need a place with adults who care. They need adults who can invest and pour their time into them and will mentor and guide them on the right path because they hear enough negativity uh, from other adults. You know, you're worthless. You just like your father. You just like your mother. You you just not going to be any good. You're going to end up drinking and dr and drugging just like your cousin. And they hear that, and they don't need to hear that. They need to hear positiveness. They're told that all the time. They need to hear nothing but positive. So they need adults with genuinely care. And a place to belong. Teens yearn to belong. I just said that about the things that they do with gangs. So we need to get them busy. They need a place to serve. Youths love to serve. They need to provide opportunity. We need to provide opportunities so that they know what it is to be responsible and truly belong. We want to. We want to get them in so that they can serve. Like we have two young men here now, as as Pastor called them, Thunder. Um, that's Daryl and Kyron, and they are. They're doing wonderful. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> They need a place to encourage and be encouraged. The teen culture has been of tearing down. Our church and youth group culture should be one of building up and encouraging our youth. That's what we need to do. Um, they need a place to grow. As we teach them, we need to make sure they're growing. If they are not, then we need to look into why. They should know that when, when they become a member of the youth uh, of the church, that they should look for ch change. They need to change it. They should see a change in their attitude, a change in what they're doing, a change in what they need to do. It should be a change, and we should notice that, and we should give them uh, uh, credit and, and encourage them and, and say, look at you. Yeah, you know, you're doing awesome. You're doing wonderful. We should always encourage our youth because they need that. Um, and what else do teens need? What else do they need? Can you let's sum this up? What else do teens need? Teens need love. Need love. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Teens need love, mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, they need accountability, uh, not just uh, with uh, older saints, but with people that are their age. And I think. Uh, a lot of times there's a bunch of kids in the youth group, but only really two are actually really following the Lord. So I think uh, those youth need to step up and like, okay, guys, we're not about to go to this function this later on. We're going to actually stay here and pray, worship fast and worship the Lord. Um, and we need just youth that are in Christ to step up like myself to step up and be like, hey, this is yeah. not cool. I've been there. We've done the same things. And it's like we need more youth that can relate. Because uh, youth that can relate with certain traumas and experiences that other youth have went through, they can actually reach them better than someone that's never, like they've always yeah. been one of those strong church kids. That's fine. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. But we do need youth that have gone through certain things so they can be able to disciple and be like, I've been down this road. Let me help you. Let me guide you and meet you where you're at. Yeah. I think teens, teens need somebody to uh, listen to them. Uh, we get uh, to where we don't want to listen to them. We need to be more uh, engaged with these teens instead of, uh, as, so, so for example, instead of uh, going out and, and, uh, and inviting them to church, let's engage with them. Get, let's get engaged. Let's see what they like to do. They, you know, let's hear what they got to say. What do they like? You know, let's find out what these teens like. What interests them? You know, what gets them going? What's going to keep them here at church? What can we do to help you? So I think the main thing is they need somebody 
to just listen to them and can believe in what they have to say and just take it from there and see where we go with it. And sometimes when you have kids that are troubled or something like that, all they need is when, uh, <clears throat> when they're lashing out, they just want somebody to listen to them. They don't want you to judge them or talk about them because exactly. I know that's with mine. And if it took an hour, just sit and listen to them. They just want to get that out of them. They just, like she said, I just wanted somebody to listen to me for a change, even if she was wrong. And when she was wrong, I'll listen till she was completely done. Then I'll let her know where she was wrong or where she was right. But she felt better because I was there and I listened. They just need somebody sometime to just listen to them. Besides the love, they do need understanding. Because so many times there's already an age gap. Because so many grandparents nowadays are raising children. And the way things were when grandparents were being raised is not the same way that the children are being raised exactly. now. So we need to understand how they feel. And just like they said, that we do. We need to listen to the kids because so many times we have this um, think mentality that we're always right. We're correct. I'm the adult. You just listen. And we don't want to think that they have anything on them, but most children have baggage just like we have baggage. And when I say the form of a baggage, that means they have issues and problems as well. Um, we don't stay with them 24 hours a day, so we don't know what they're going through. We don't know what they've been through. All we know is how, what we think, or how we want to deal with that situation. Yeah. But we do, we need to listen and understand the children. Just Pay attention. Amen. So to sum this up, we, we need to make sure that we listen, that we guide them, that we mentor them, that we love them, and, and continue to um, strengthen them in the Lord and let them know that God is always there. They just Amen. need to pray. And we keep them covered in prayer. We have to fight for our children. Amen. We have to fight for our youths. We have to cover them. We have to pray. Somebody prayed for us. Yes. Somebody yes. prayed for us. So mm -hmm. we have to pray for our children and keep them covered in the Lord Jesus. And so now we are going to end our podcast. My pastor has stood up. <laughs> that means I may be over. <laughs> so... We're going to end our podcast. We thank you for um, being here listening to us. And we hope we touch somebody's heart because we do love our youths. We love yes, our youths. Yes. And, you know, we want to step aside and let them, get, let them take over these yes. spots and, and let them, you know, be of responsibility. They can do it. We got two young men that are doing it right now. Yeah. So, um, and, and ladies as well. So yeah. we thank you. Thank you, my guests, for being here. Thank you for your... You're welcome. Be blessed. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> thank you welcome. for having us. So thank you. Look around. We need hope. Dark world. We need hope. Broke world. We need hope. We all need hope. Need hope. Need hope. Look around. We need hope. But tell them it's all for the broken. 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 Tell them it's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Boy, look around and need hope. No question about it. Can't get around the whole world around us. Need.